1: as much as he touts that he cares about it he doesn't
0: this is our revolution it's not theirs don't let them take it from you don't let them convince you that it's their revolution when in fact it's not it's ours and we will have it it is thursday the 17th day of november the year of our lord 2022 i'm johnny empson
1: alongside bruce adams bruce how are you today it's good to see you healthy and alive uh doing well um uh, not not real thrilled about politics here in the US but uh, that's a shame know, that's a shame what else is new no gas leaks today no gas leaks today um uh, that that's all done buried everything's good there now it's just something to laugh at we had the city out today because we live we live in a free country and uh you know don't have to have permits and and uh, all this kind of stuff and then and what then city limited? inspections to make sure that you know what country are you living in? Yeah, exactly. You need, um, and, you need and, inspections to for the inspections for the
0: inspections, and you need yeah. the inspector to be approved by an inspector who was a, a code inspector for that
1: inspector. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I, I I get wanting to have things to code and, and all of that, I understand, but um, for them to come out and replace the sewer line, uh, the drainage line, they had to get a permit and permission from the city to do that, come out and do it. Now they have to get the city to clear it, which the city came out and cleared it today. And so I won't have the, the trench in my yard buried until tomorrow because the city had to come out and check it today. You need another just,
0: inspection for that. You need an inspection so to I, put some I'm,
1: dirt over a, over a drain. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm, uh, I, I, I'm so used to living out in the country. You know, when, when you had to do this kind of work, you dug it up, you did it, you buried it. In a story. You didn't have it's to have city simple. out there. You didn't have to pay money to get a permit or any of those kind of things. It was it was simple. So and, and to be fair, part of I think possibly part of the inspection was probably the gas line as well. Um, so that makes more sense. The gas line than the sewer line, because gas line is something that could actually be a problem. Whereas the sewer line, um, it moves could be crap. A- that could be a it could be a big problem too.
0: Anyhow, um it, you're frustrated. Crap, I it mean. does. <laughs> you're you're frustrated with our election. Speaking of that, right? Well, I mean, what better place to talk about a sewer line than politics? Uh, because that's what it is. It's a giant sewer giant line. Cesspool. Yeah. Which we're still not draining that swamp, are we? Uh Trump announced oh, no. that he's running for president. Uh okay, whoop-de-doo. Don't care. We haven't fixed anything. That's all I'm gonna say on it. Um, do you want to talk about Arizona? Th- did you want to discuss what happened down there? You know, it was a it was a foregone conclusion that uh, Katie Hobbs was going to win. There's it's not going to be any challenges by uh, the electorates. Of course not. No, we're not going to be like the Brazilians and stand up and say, "Listen here, um, we're not going to have our election stolen." You know, we were talking in prep about how to fix this, but oh my goodness, would that probably get us banned on how to fix this? Yeah. And I'm not I'm not talking about doing anything illegal. How how do I put this? All you have to do is look at how the government in East Germany collapsed and look at what those people did. Peacefully, look at what those people did. That should serve as bellwether as to what needs to happen in America in order for us to fix this. Except for the voting machines. Those need to be smashed with a hammer repeatedly. Did you really think it was going to go any other
1: way in Arizona? Because I wasn't expecting it to go any other way. Were you really expecting that? I was, I was legitimately hoping that there would be enough people to come out and vote that if they were to cheat, it would be so blatantly obvious to everyone that there would be no denying it, even in the mainstream media. And I forget which district it is. Uh, so I, I hesitate even saying this, but I'm wanting to say uh, it was one to say it was actually Maricopa, but I don't remember exactly which which district it was. But one of the districts that Katie Hobbs won, she won by 54 percent with only 25 percent of the vote being Democrats like they voted democrat not as in registered democrats but they voted for democrat so only 25% of the 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 population of that county voted for Katie Hobbs but she won that district by 54% but
0: uh, i'm not a mathematician or, or anything like that i don't have um, any mm. education in in mathematics or 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 anything mm-hmm. or or mm-hmm. even physics or or you know anything like that at all but i'm pretty sure that just looking at those on the surface those
1: numbers do not add up no that doesn't add up at all when you have uh 75% of the population voting for one candidate that should mean that candidate wins by 75% in that district um and she did not so it it seems very fishy and i i don't know maybe maybe the fact that they they're continuing to count still um they've had ballots just magically appear and she has just the right amount of votes um she's also Katie Hobbs is the um, what is it, secretary of state or whatever it is there, yeah, whatever, whatever position it is, she's going to be the one that certify. Yeah. Yeah. So she's going to no, certify no her own election. No, there's no problem yeah. there. In fact,
0: yeah. the, the people that said that she won the state was Reuters. I don't think anybody at the election board called that. I don't think anybody in her campaign called that. The media just said, well, that's who won. And her campaign said, yeah, yeah, we won. And that was it. And do you know why they're going to get away with this? I'll I'll tell you why they're going to get away with this, because they're doing it on purpose in front of you, in front of me, in front of the world, saying, this is what we did. What the hell are you going to do about it? That's what's going on with our election process in America. Trump 2024. I'm. Okay. I, I, I knew that the guy was going to declare last night when he made his public FEC filings known to the people, right? When that was published by his, his camp, I said, okay, he's running. Yep. I don't care. Forget this, th- this election stuff. Let's, let's just set that aside for a second, okay? The election fraud, the machines and everything. Let, let's just set that aside. The mail-in voting, the, the ballot drop boxes, <laughs> all, all this illegal stuff. That, you know This, this uh, early voting, this voting season we've got now, instead of voting day. I mean, hell, the French, my God, the French have paper ballots. They count everything in a day. The French, the Germans even threw out their voting machines. You know, they just had to redo an election in Berlin because they found that there was some irregularities with it and they had to redo it yesterday. They got it accomplished in one day, in one day. Everybody was told about it 72 hours prior that it was going to have to be redone because some things in there were not correct. And so everybody showed up to their polling places. Everybody got their paper ballots after showing ID, of course. Everybody voted and the votes were tallied at the end of the day and winners were announced. How is it that that can be accomplished in these other countries and we can't get it together? We've somehow made our election process so damn complex that it takes weeks and months and hell, let's just, we might as well just have elections all the time. You know, just keep it as a rolling thing. We we might as well just do that. So anyway, I'm getting ahead of myself. Let's just put all that aside for just a second. This Trump thing, apart from the fact that we haven't fixed the 2020 debacle, apart from the fact that we haven't fixed this debacle, I still have a gripe with Trump. And it will stop me from supporting whatever he does. And it's not the thing with Ron DeSantis or any of that stuff. I don't care. That's just politics. That's what they do. If you think political rivalries or anything new and and party uh, bloodbaths, you know, within the party and civil wars between the the political sides within the party itself, if you think any of that is new, go all the way back to the founding of our country. Go back to even the founding fathers. Ben Franklin, Thomas Jefferson, John, Ed, those guys, they were always running political campaigns against each other. But you know what? They worked together when it came to politics.
1: I'll I'll push back a little bit and say I do have a little bit of problem with Trump doing the DeSantis thing just because this makes Trump look exceptionally weak. Because DeSantis has more or less, basically, Trump has become obsessed with DeSantis. And now he's launching torpedoes at DeSantis. And DeSantis, his response? Silence. That is... Like, if you want to show yourself as being strong, you're having the purported alpha male coming at you, and your response is, yeah, whatever. You've got nothing. DeSantis
0: is not ready yet. I, I, I like I like what he does. I like the the, the stances that he takes. I like the, the political rhetoric that he, he espouses. I, I like all that stuff. I like what he does for the state of Florida. And I know people that are in the state of Florida, and so do you, that like what he does. But he's not ready yet. Now, Is that to say that we're going to have a country in 2028? I don't think we have a country now because we don't have an election integrity process. We're a banana republic, more or less. We got a bunch of people that are sitting up there in elected positions that don't belong there. So how do we have a functioning government if we have a bunch of people in there that are not supposed to be there? Do you really believe, as in you, the listener, do you really believe that there is any member of Congress, be it House or Senate, that actually writes a piece of legislation. I don't think so. Those things are done by special interest. Occasionally, you might have a piece that's put forth by, say, I don't know, uh, Senator Rand Paul or, or Thomas Massey or something, and those might be legitimate because they're literally only a page or two. Maybe yeah. they did sit down and write those. Okay, I'll let that one slide. But these other bills that get pushed through that are 900, uh, 9,000 pages, uh, 15,000 pages, and you've got 45 minutes to read it before you vote on it. Does anybody really believe that congressmen and women and senators put forth that stuff by their own hand? I don't think so. So how do we have a functioning system? you got a Justice Department that are calling parents that show up at school board meetings domestic terrorists. And we have a functioning government. We have a uh, a director of Homeland Security, uh, Mr. Mayorkas, who believes that the southern border is secure. He literally sat in front of Congress two days ago and said, yeah, border secure. Never been more safe. And do we have a functioning country? So circling this back to the Trump thing, I still hold a grudge. I'm not letting this one go. And nor should anybody else for that matter. I'm not letting him go for this Operation Warp Speed garbage. That's not going to happen. I'm holding him responsible for that because this isn't just something that affected the United States and our people. That's bad enough. But other countries around the world followed our lead. If that's any indication of, wh- of which way the world is going to go... Let's, let's just forget China and whatever nonsense hogwash they're putting up over there. The world's not going to follow that. And I'm not talking about these sellout pipsqueak leaders like Trudeau and Sunak and Biden and all these morons that you've got sitting over there in Bali at the G20 or the B20 or what the hell ever being loitered around by Klaus Schwab. I'm not talking about that. Klaus Schwab's another unemployable person, by the way, I might add. But seriously, would you hire Klaus? Schwab? You know what I would hire Klaus Schwab for? I'd hire if I were a business owner. I would hire Klaus Schwab to take out my trash, and I would tell him not to come back after he did it. That's about as much value that Klaus Schwab would have in a workforce.
1: Before we get too far from Trump and warp speed, I want to add something. I think as we start seeing more deaths happen and the uh, all cause mortality starts to rise even more, we're already up like thirty percent already, just one year ago from one year ago till now. So. Since the jabs have come in, it's been up 30%. Not because of COVID. During COVID, it was still the same trends that we had for the last decade. Um, it, this has been since the jabs have started rolling out. When that starts coming out more and more, and you, at, at that point, you can't deny it anymore. You're, you're seeing people drop dead. Uh, you know, healthy people in sports dropping dead. You know, 20, 30 years old. 13. Teenagers. Yeah. Uh, when we, we we start seeing that more and more um, the media is no longer going to be quiet because now Trump's running. Now they have someone to paint this on and they're going to paint it to Trump. They're going to push all of this and say, this is Trump's fault. This is, this is, and I think as this starts coming out and more people start becoming aware of it, um, as we start getting closer to 2024, they're going to start painting, uh, the, the crimes that happen with this on him. They're going to try to, scapegoat him with all the stuff that we should be going after fauci Burks, um eco health alliance we should be going after all of those and trump is not um he's not immune to this we should be going after him for this stuff too um at the very least he needs to make a public announcement that he was lied to and uh uh, you know that that right there he regrets what he did he needs
0: to get ahead of it. You're absolutely right. He's got to get ahead of the media narrative. They're going to hang him out to dry with it. And so if he comes out, which his ego, in my opinion, will not allow him to do it, which I think is going to be uh, like, I, I I don't know. I'm I'm not even concerned in the in the least bit with this, because all this is going to do, all this is going to do is, is this is going to be another letdown. And you can quote me on this, right? Two years from now, when we're sitting here and we're saying, oh, you know, we didn't fix the problems from 2022. Two years, you can quote me on this. I don't care what this guy's going to do. I don't care. He had his opportunity. We're at the point now with, at least with me, okay? I can't speak for everybody, of course, but we're at the point now where you don't get a second chance, with me when it comes to politics. I, I'm willing in certain ways to kind of let things slide because, okay, maybe you didn't have the full scope of just how bad things are, right? I could have let that one go. But when you double down on things that are killing people, k- killing friends and family members, I'm sorry, we don't have anything more to discuss other than accountability. That's the only thing we're going to discuss. We're not going to talk about politics. We're not going to talk about uh, what, what's this guy? Uh, John Voight, you know, the, the celebrity guy, right? Big conservative guy, right? Talking about how uh, g- giving these uh, glowing advertisements, saying how Trump's going to rightfully be returned to the president. Take a walk. Take a walk. I don't want to hear it. I don't know how to break people out of this, this cycle, that's the biggest part is, is look, I, I understand the deception that's coming out of the, the Democrat side and the, the far left, right? I understand that. But we've got deception on the conservative side that's just as bad. We're in a delusional dream world. You know, I listen to people. I, I mean, I listen to other talk radio. Bruce, you, you listen to other talk radio because we listen to right and left because we have to for what we do, as painful as it is. We have to listen to that stuff, opposition research, if you will. And you kind of get the lay of the land where you otherwise wouldn't when you hear people call in to talk shows. And I hear people calling in, and they've got the same concerns as we do that we sit here and we talk about. They have the same concerns, and rightfully so. They know the elections are, are BS they know that their their concerns are just being outright ignored. They're not being listened to as a, as a populace. But yet, in order for you to get the ball rolling in your respective country, not just America, but in order for you to get the ball rolling, you've got to have like-minded people start banning together. This is why they wanted social distancing and to shut down your social life in the beginning of COVID, because they didn't want you conspiring to figure out that these people were trying to screw you over. So you couldn't unify peacefully publicly and shut them down. They needed this event to happen. The biggest problem that we have now is exactly that. And they don't need COVID for it any longer either. That's the thing. People call in to talk radio and they say, you know, I hear what you're saying. I hear that I hear that the elections are, are this and that. I, I completely agree with you. But when we try to talk to other people about it, people within their own circles, they shrug their shoulders and walk off like it's it's no big deal. Like, like it's just, well, it's, that's just the way that it is. How do you expect to fix anything? How, how do you expect to to want a, a better, I, I don't know, existence for yourself, even if it's an uninformed one at that where you've just got the Netflix? Trust me, all that stuff's going to go away. All that's going to go away. That's going to go away. Your selections, all that stuff you enjoy at whatever store you go to being a consumer, all that's going to go away. Going down to the ATM and picking up some cash and going out to buy a a six pack or whatever to sit down and watch football with the guys, that's over. That's been over. I don't know where you've been. That's over. That's going to be over real soon. Ordering pizza, that's going to be a thing of the past. This is like, this is a, a fantasy land that we're living in. I have to sit here in the process of doing opposition research and I have to look at this turning point garbage. Don't get me started on this turning point garbage. I want to know where that money's coming from. Who is funneling cash into that? You got some big names in there. You got congressmen, you got congresswomen, you got senators, you got social media people, you got quote alternative media people, all up there dressed up, they got makeup on with their spackling knives, they got their fog machines and their their pyrotechnics and and you know their their big screens and everything else. Who is paying? for that. Where is that money coming from? Don't tell me that it's a
1: tax-exempt foundation. I don't believe that for a second. Isn't this the same group that had a bunch of attractive, scantily clad women? Oh, yes. uh, yes. Air canning money
0: and shirts. that would, yep. That would be the one while they're selling socialism sucks t-shirts in the uh, in the lobby. That's that's the one.
1: Because that sounds like a conservative rally to me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like a conservative rally. You're literally demeaning yourself into exactly what the other side is doing. Look at this next event that they've got coming up. Let's look at some of these people that they're going to have at this. Right. This is going to be taking place uh, about a month from now. So in December, you got
1: Charlie Mm -hmm. Kirk, Tucker Carlson. That's the. That's the head, by the way. Charlie Kirk is supposedly the, the one that started Turning Point, I uh-huh. believe. Okay.
0: Uh, Steve Bannon. I thought he was supposed to go to jail. Now, I, 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 I like as well. I like some of the stuff that Bannon does. Don't get me wrong. I think the guy is, a, is an excellent political strategist. Don't misunderstand me. But this, like, this, oh man, Candace Owens works for Ben Shapiro. I, whatever you think about him, I really don't like the guy. Newt Gingrich. Really? Newt Gingrich. This is a guy that has said over and over and over again, and I respect his work as a historian. I'm not criticizing him for that. But this is a guy that said that the greatest president in the history of the United States was Franklin Delano Roosevelt. This is a guy that's going to speak at a conservative rally? Greg Gutfeld, right? Like his comedy, that's about it. Laura Ingram, eh, she hasn't been the same since she went to Fox News. Kaylee McEnany, didn't you tell me that somebody said that she was a liar?
1: Yeah, so... Back when Crowder, Stephen Crowder worked for Fox News, he had interactions with McEnany and he said apparently she has difficulty telling the truth or or has some uh-huh. okay. she's, a, she's a bit shady. Yeah.
0: Well, she was funny as press secretary, but I mean, other than that, she really handed it to the media. I got to give her that. Even if it was yeah. for show, that was yeah. funny to watch. Senator yeah, Josh Hawley. Him I like. Hawley I like. Marjorie Taylor Greene, something wrong there. Don't know what it is. Do not like that one. Don't know why. I can't tell you why. There's just something about that that is off. It's like Matt Gates, Congressman Matt Gates. Guy looks like a used car salesman. That's what he reminds me of. I don't know what it is about him, but there's something wrong there. It just it rubs me the wrong way. Tim Pool. I don't know how they got him mixed up in this. I, I don't know how that happened. Lauren Boebert, don't know if she even made it, uh, but she she's actually a she's a business owner, so I'll I'll let that one pass. Pasobic, you know what? Ever since he started that stuff with the you know, given the tickly feel ear, tickly feel good, however you put it, you know, like the sermons things were at these events, like placating to this. Oh, come on. Really? Ali Stuckey. uh Seth Dell, don't know who that is. Another Congress select, I don't know, Mike Lindell. What the hell? Man, they got poor Mike mixed up in this. I I don't know. Nah, God, love I him. mean, you know, he's... I I respect I respect him. I do. I, I really yeah. do. I respect yeah. him as for what he's done because the guy literally is. He's a product of what can be accomplished in America. Yeah, I give Pretty him American all story. the credit and and everything that he has endured to to correct his life and his path to to getting on the right road to spirituality and, and, you know, his relationship with God and everything. I really, truly, honestly respect the man and I respect what he's done with his business. But how they've got him tied up in this thing with this this voter fraud in these machines things and making these public statements like I have yet to see in two plus years of him going on about this, I have yet to see him or anybody present any actual proof yet. And I'm not talking about whatever they took to the courts that refused to look at it. We still haven't seen it. Put it to the court of public opinion, because that's the only yeah. court that's going to matter.
1: Yeah. The, the actual legal system isn't going to do anything. And the other problem that Lindell, some of the data he was presenting was a bit off. And some of the other names on there that were on there, like Walsh and yeah. Um, yeah. Lindell, or not Lindell, yeah. uh, who's the other? There's a, there's another. Anyway, there's a few other guys on there that are from uh, Ben Shapiro's outfit. Um, of course, Temple is Temple. Yeah, there's something like everybody's everybody's hopped up in that. I'm
0: talking about the base. I'm not talking about the people that are mm-hmm. that are outside of that. The base. They're all like into these these events, these feel good events. And this is not going to fix anything. That is a giant waste of time. I don't understand it. And you know that this thing that this machine that they've got working over there is going to be all in on this Trump 2024 crap.
1: They're going to be all yeah. in on it. Yeah. This this. I say that. I say that. But then some of those are vaccine deniers or 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 election deniers, vaccine uh, you know anti-vax. There we go. That's what I was looking for. Um, so maybe maybe they'll be on board. Maybe they won't. It'll be the bottom line is this. Unfortunately, if it comes down to it, if it comes down to it, and it's Trump or Biden, yeah, Trump. I'm I'm voting Trump. Although I have my qualms with him, I would much rather someone else. The problem is, is the Republican Party right now is look maybe the Republican people are are no I will not even go that far I was I was going to try to be beneficial uh, like I was trying to give them the benefit of the doubt but uh, Republican Party you keep sending up the people like Mitch McConnell Lindsey Graham you keep sending those people to the Senate you you keep sending Mitch McConnell is now going to be uh, GOP lead again uh, McConnell's a disgrace.
0: I don't even think, he, do you really believe that the, the people of, uh, it's Kentucky, right? That's where he's from. Do you really believe the people yeah, in so. his district actually vote for him? Do, do you really believe that? Uh, by the way, I, I just like to mention that this FTX thing, this cryptocurrency thing,
1: this this exchange, oh boy, they donated an awful lot of money to him. The FTX also donated a lot to election deniers, as, as they're branded. Uh-huh. Um, in a lot of the Republican races, they were basically trying to, excuse me, in the primaries, uh, during the primaries, they were donating to election deniers to try to get them to be the ones that win to run against them. They felt that they had a better chance against election deniers and could easily brand them. So that he was uh, uh, voting or excuse me, um, donating to those groups, millions uh, to those groups to try to sway. Isn't that interesting? Uh, how do you feel about that? both uh, i'm asking both you and the and the listener how do you feel about a, a uh, vowed dem- someone that is hard left leaning and they're helping decide democrat and republican candidates how do you feel about that does that does that make you feel good inside me well yeah because we're saving our democracy aren't we
0: that's what yeah, we're doing yeah this is Democracy at work, yeah. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. We're, we're saving our democracy because we want the people to be able to decide when, in fact, they're not deciding anything at all, are they?
1: No. This, this, this whole cycle, this cycle, just like last cycle, is blatantly obvious to the American people that there was fraud going on, that it's not just that we're election deniers, it's that there is blatant cheating going on. It is obvious at this point. Data shows it. I mean... The videos are showing it. Uh, You want to go in and say, "Okay, well, um, you know, poll watchers, they're not saying anything. Poll watchers were kicked out. Some of the videos we were seeing, there's only one poll watcher watching them count the votes and they're filling out the ballots right in front of them. They were
0: filling the ballots. (laughs) I was going to say that they're actually they're watching them fill it out because we're watching the woman take a stack of blank ballots and she's filling them out the bubbles in the same exact way. And you're like, who's the guy that's sitting right there across from her? I said, oh, that's the poll watcher. It, it, it's. I, I think I, it's. I, I don't know what to say it's, to it. I'm. I'm, it's, I'm okay, here, here's the thing it's deeper. It, it's deeper than a problem with machines and with drop boxes and with mail in voting, isn't it? Because when you look at it in, in the context that we're talking about, it's a problem with people's mindset because they're okay. Even if you don't have those things, right? Even if you don't have the drop boxes or the. Uh, the mail and stuff or the, or the machines. It doesn't matter because they're okay with the fraud because they're, they're the ones that are supposed to be guarding against it and they're enabling it, allowing it to happen.
1: In times past, if this were to have happened, you could go back to just after World War II, about that time period. If this nonsense was going on, um, our grandfathers would have gone into the armory, the town armory, loaded up and been kicking in some doors at the uh, election office. And uh, they would have ensured that there is equal poll watchers for all those involved. You know, both parties are represented or however many parties are involved. And it would have ensured that the votes were properly counted. And I don't know. I I say that that's the America that I I still romanticize about Uh, that. That's the America that I I thought we were um, and believed we are. Um, But time and time again, ever since I've been politically aware, I've said it before and I'll continue saying it. The Republican Party, it was supposed to be kind of the spirit of, of what America was, right? They're, they're supposed to kind of be, but time and time and time again, the Republican Party just bends over and spreads the cheeks time and time again. And I know that's not very family friendly, but what are you, what are you doing? What are you doing? There's
0: only one conclusion, at least in my opinion. There's only one conclusion you can come to. And maybe I'm incorrect. They like it. This it is would, the way they want it. That's the only thing I can figure out. Okay, all right. Uh, so there's two conclusions, right? That's the conclusion you come to, right? The conclusion I come to
1: is they're part of the same fraud because they're Sorry. not calling. The, they're not calling. Frauds. I was referencing. I, I was referencing the the voter in that they like. Oh, it, I see. Not. not I the, see. Okay. I'll, I, I, I agree talking, with I, you that yeah, yeah. When you come to the uh, the elected, they're. Um, a part of it as well. Yes. Yeah. Okay. My, my mistake. Yeah, yeah. You know. My yeah. mistake. Bruce, you've
0: heard of Tammany Hall. Yes. I that's, think so. That's like back in the day, you know, the New York, you know, gangs in New York kind of thing where they, you know. Yes. Like every, everything, you know, went, went on back during that time and it was pretty rough. You had the gangs running everything. You had the bosses running all that stuff. Right. This cartoon that I'm going to show you here, this cartoon is 150 years old. Okay. This is Boss Tweed and he's standing there saying... In counting, there is strength. He said, "That's what's the matter. As long as I count the votes,
1: what are you going to do about it? Have we progressed much further than this?: Fair point. I guess the, um, in this part of the country, the mentality I get from the people around here, I guess maybe that's my problem. Maybe that's, maybe it's all my, maybe it's all my rose-colored glasses coming from the uh, countryside, uh, where, where you, you're self-reliant you, you see the, the BS that goes on and you call it out and you, you meet it head on. Uh, maybe, maybe that's the problem is when you get to the the city folk, if you will, they don't do that. They just go along to get along.
0: That's the feeling that I got when I was back in the States the last time was exactly that. You know, I, I come from a, a Midwest small town and whenever I would try and bring out some obvious, um, how do you call it universal truths? <laughs> you know, it's kind of like yeah. these are things we should all agree on regardless of where you stand politically mm-hmm. kind of thing. Whenever you start to point out that kind of stuff, people would get angry. Like they would they would get not only angry, it would become like a, a defensive thing where they would start to lash out and say, "You don't know what you're talking about." There was a point in time where that might have been the case and the same people many years ago would have pointed out exactly the same thing and would not have been as polite about it. Mm -hmm. But something has changed in the psyche of people. What has gotten them to this point to where they just don't care? And it's more than just not caring about your community and your surroundings. It's become a a, a not caring about one's self. It's become that. We've reached that point now too. I was talking to a friend of mine this morning and he... uh, he works in a, in a department within uh, the government. Okay, I'll just leave it at that. And he was telling me that the people that come through to apply for jobs where this person is, most of them, when I say most of them, I'm talking like 98, 99% of them, show up to an interview in shorts, in socks, with sandals on, and they look like they just rolled out of bed. You're going to a job interview for a government job. I mean, Maybe I, I come from from a different type of background or something. I, I, I don't know. But it didn't matter if you were going to get a job to bust tables, to wash dishes, to cut grass, whatever, you know, some some labor job. It didn't matter. You were going there in a shirt and tie Sunday and you best. were looking and you, you, you were looking yeah. your best.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Sunday best this is, is what uh, how I was raised. You th- go in for an interview. This is incredible. This is incredible. To me,
0: that that people are to this level, and they just don't care about themselves, let alone anybody else. Case in point: Look at this um th- this FTX guy, this uh, this Bankman Freed character. This guy's supposedly a multi 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 billionaire. He drives a Toyota Corolla hybrid. He dresses in exactly like what I just described. He's sitting, rubbing shoulders and elbows, or however you want to put it, with some of the top supposed statesmen. Around the world, Tony Blair, Bill Clinton—I mean, I wouldn't really call them statesmen; I call them, you know, criminals. But nonetheless, statesmen for you know, just for the sake of the discussion here. And you're sitting on a stage with these people, and you're dressed like a bum. What? What dystopian world did I wake up in? You know, if you, if you go back and you, you look in, I don't know, if you go back in even the, the 50s, okay, the 1950s, which I believe it's right after that is when it all changed. The Kennedy assassinations, when it all changed. If you go back in the 1950s, even a bum, and I'm, I'm, not, I'm not being condescending here, or, or a hobo is what they called them in those days, even they had self-respect. They, they were on the street. They had nothing. Didn't know where, uh, most of the time where their next meal was going to come from, but they had self-respect. You saw them. In a shirt and tie and a hat, and now it's like you, you don't even you don't even know who has self respect for themselves anymore it's insane i I was listening to a guy who who went to he, he was contacted by a local school to go and speak to the faculty right to, to speak to the you know the teachers and and the administrative staff on procedure on um, he uh, he was part of the team that worked with the FBI after um I want to say it was the, uh, the Sandy Hook thing, you know, where we we trained all the schools across the country in the same response. So I, I was listening to him and he was talking about how he was contacted by the school to go and, and discuss these procedures with the, the teachers and, and the staff of that school. And so he shows up at 830 in the morning. I think it was on like a Wednesday or something. As he's sitting there in the room waiting to give his presentation, all of these kids in like sweatpants and Crocs, you know, those Croc shoes and, and everything and like slippers and everything walked in. The guy walked out of the room and went down the hall to talk to the principal and said, OK, um, maybe there's some kind of mistake here because the classroom where you want me to give this presentation is full of students and, you know, we need to make sure we get the teachers in here. So he walked back down, the, the principal walked back down with him and looked in and he said, no, these are the teachers. This is what we're dealing with. I, I don't even know where to begin when I say unemployable. Just, just like these people that are in, in these offices that don't belong there, they're unemployable anywhere else. What could Nancy Pelosi do if she wasn't in Congress? Seriously, what could she do? She couldn't get a job serving coffee at a diner. Wine tester. Wine tester. Yes. Yes. Vineyard owner, maybe. Huh. Yeah. Vineyard owner. Gavin Newsom. It, it, is, it, yeah.
1: it is in the family business. Yeah, it is.
0: Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is true. French laundry owner. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Anyhow, uh, long rant, I guess. I, I don't know. I'm just I I, I don't it, it's You're not, not wrong. A, though. Kid. No, but it's 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 a bigger problem is my point. Yeah. We can talk about I mean, I guess we can talk about fraud from now until the cows come home. We can talk about that all day and how we're going to fix it. And that stuff needs to be fixed. But we've got a we've got a personnel problem. Right. If you will. We've got a we've got a self-respect problem from the average person that doesn't care about themselves. If they don't care about themselves, if they don't believe in themselves and what their true potential is, how on earth are you going to be able to trust anybody else? How are you going to believe in anybody else? How are you going to have faith
1: in someone else to do the right thing on your behalf? This is meant as a joke, but it's also not at the same time. Back in the day, like my grandfather's generation, they would go out mowing the lawn in a suit. I mean, I, I, it's meant as a joke, but that's, it, it gives you an idea of how they presented themselves to the rest of society. When you go out and put this, maybe this is a, maybe this is old school teaching in, in the Christian community. But one of the, one of the thought one of the things I was taught as a kid, right? and this did spur from uh, the christianity you know everything when you present yourself as a christian you're representing not only your religion your your faith but you're also representing yourself as well right there is that so when you're presenting yourself you present you do everything that you do you do to your best ability everything like the way you present yourself you do to the best that you can do you give your full 100% uh, because you're of who you're representing uh and and the the gravitas of it, right? So uh, I I I don't understand teachers going in and, and like I I could understand okay that there was like um they had um, blue jeans Friday or something for the teachers like they would, yeah, they would wear like blue jeans or something yeah, sure. like that casual, casual day, of of like Friday. of course yeah, yeah, yeah that I get and I,
0: I do get that yeah
1: they had special days that they would have for the students like a pajama day or something like that and they'd come in the pajama pants one day a year or one something day a like year. that it was you know, literally just for that. Yeah. Just something for fun. And it, and usually it was about this time of year when they would do it, you know, towards the end of the year when it was kind of getting close to the holidays and everybody was already shutting down anyway. Uh, they usually did something like this, but to come in and that be the norm. We, so when I, when I had to evacuate, right. For the gas, the gas line, it was about the time that students were all getting out. And I'm not usually in town when students are, uh, leaving school right i I try to avoid traffic the between three o'clock and six o'clock I try to avoid town because traffic is horrible in this town the students were all wearing you had like uh it, it just pajama bottoms sweatpants uh tights um uh shorts and keep in mind it's it's like thirty thirty five degrees somewhere in that range outside and it's raining and this is this is the attire they're wearing it's 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 not that what you would have seen when I went to school is like blue jeans. You would have had the nerdier kids would have been wearing like khakis or something like that. You know, I mean, that would have been the trend. There wouldn't be anybody in sweatpants or shorts or any of those. Well, maybe shorts, but not this time of year. And it's just I I don't know. I I self-image and and honestly, maybe in the case of going back to the election stuff, maybe the whole problem is the the. Conservatives specifically have been beaten down so much they've just given up. They've given up hope. They've stopped fighting. Maybe that's the thing. They're just more concerned about well, my my kids, you know, um, uh, soccer practice, basketball, baseball, you know, football, whatever it is. They 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 we we've, we've got that going on. We've got hell. We we've got plumbing issues. We've got gas line bursts. We've got all of that going on here. For me, I'm still sinking hours into research. And keeping up with politics and keeping up with what's going on, even though we had to evacuate, even though I've had all these other issues going on at home. Um, yesterday, I was doing more plumbing things because one of the other drains is having a problem because the sewage backed up, so it it didn't back up, but it it was, was causing anyway, it caused other pipes to clog, and I was unclogging them and, and working on that. And it's just a pain in the ass, but we're getting it fixed. Um, all that to say, I'm still sinking like three hours at least into uh, all of this uh, studying up for this stuff I, I don't understand. I mean this is like another job on top of the other stuff I'm doing as well. Y- you even work. I, I mean you've got a life outside of this. How do we have the time to do this stuff to come on and talk about this for hours? You do the editing and everything and then people at home that do that give up a few a few I don't know thirty minutes give up one show on Netflix and just do some research get involved in politics talk to someone else i don't know it's just it's so there's so much you can do even even if it's just it's something just talking to someone else even if that's all you do that's better than doing nothing that's better than just bending over and taking it this is i, I, I don't know calling in giving send a letter to your senator your governor something i mean it, even if they just shred the damn thing you at least tried something
0: i I get that these things are not everyone's cup of tea if you will as bruce is drinking his cup of tea i get that that's the case people don't find it interesting they don't find it exciting they don't find it fulfilling okay all right I could go for that right I, I could see that you'll be made
1: to care that's the thing that's you're that's made my made point. to
0: care that is my point right there is you're going to be made to care because all of these things that you do now that you've got time for aren't going to be there all of these things are going to be stripped away. And if you think that that's just hyperbole, what happened during COVID? Did you have all that stuff? Did you have your your social life? Did you have your little gatherings apart from the Netflix and the, the Disney Plus and, and all that stuff? Right. You did have that stuff. You had your online deliveries. That's all going to go away, too. All this stuff. They're all, they're all firing people. All, yeah. those, all those. All this is going to go. You yeah. All this is going to go. And more than that, As you said, Bruce, I'm busy as in like not only with what we're doing here, but I'm busy trying to keep up. And it's really hard to keep up with this stuff. I'm busy trying to keep up with this stuff because I'm trying to stay at least for myself. I'm trying to stay 90 days ahead of this. That's what I'm trying to do for me. That doesn't sound like a lot. And it isn't because these people are working like Klaus Schwab and his type. They're working 24-7 on how to screw you. That's what they're doing. Why are you not working 24-7 on how to stay ahead of what they're trying to screw you from? This is the whole point of this, is they want to systematically and arbitrarily strip away every bit of your existence to where you're too busy at that point trying to figure out how to stay alive that you don't have enough energy and focus to fight back against what they're doing. That's the point of this. To stay ahead of these people and and maybe it's just a little bit of something to stay ahead of these people requires time, requires effort, and it requires a little bit of self-preservation so I, I don't know I mean i I know some people that are that are prepping. I know some people that do care and it's like they're like they're just doing it for themselves and what they've got, you know their their families and stuff that's what they're doing and I that mean that's right there yeah, go on
1: that is what. I don't understand is this is this we're in self-preservation mode at this point if we don't act as you said all the all the luxuries all the amenities everything that we enjoy and love that we have now are all gone our kids we may enjoy them for the rest of our lives our kids won't our kids generations won't we're destroying their future and people are just sitting idly by this is this is like this is this is one of the things that we we've, we've seen this before and because I'm a Christian because I'm the, the the resident theologian this makes me think of the Israelites when they were in the wilderness. Did you know that during that time the Israelites did not teach um basically their ways to their kids during that time. They did, they didn't pass it on to the future generations. They just basically um enjoyed their lives. They enjoyed their Um, you know, uh, uh, comforts, amenities that they had left at that point and didn't continue on, didn't continue teaching the kids, didn't continue uh, trying to progress society and make society better for their future. And here we are again doing the same thing.
0: If you couple all of this right? The, the, the not caring. If you couple that with, you stack another problem, and you know, I, all right, Klaus, you want to talk about compounding crises? Let's talk about compounding crises that actually matter. You have a crisis of election integrity. You have no faith in the system, right? That's what they want you to do. They want to destroy your faith in the system out in front of you, and you will then finally clamor out and say, damn it, that's enough. And so they'll offer you something different. That's the point. The people in Brazil are not laying down to this. That's why there's a media blackout down there. They've got 3 million people standing out in front of their parliament right now saying, we are not going to get screwed and let communists take over our country. That's what's happening in America. Marxists are taking over the country out in front of everybody, and no one seems to give a damn. If you throw another problem on top of that, we have generations, and I mean that in the literal sense, we have generations of people that are unemployable. They are unskilled at anything we have got big problems in that area. If we're going to have any kind of hope or semblance of wanting to rebuild anything, we need people with skills and we need them now. We don't need them tomorrow. We don't need them yesterday. We need them right now. We have people that have gone through these institutions and their parents have gone through these institutions and they come out and they know nothing. And they think that it entitles them to some sense of superiority over everyone else because that's what they've been told is that they're going to have the jobs in the bureaucracy and they're going to get to run your life. That was the big con job with the university programs was to put you through a system while you put a generation, literally it's been about that, When you put a generation through the institutions, you got them indoctrinated into the Marxist ideology because what happened to the generation before that? They were taken over by Marxists that took over the schools that taught the teachers. So that subversion was complete. You then taught the next generation. You taught them to become government bureaucrats because there wasn't going to be an economy to come out and go to work in. You didn't teach them any practical skills because our businesses, our manufacturing, our shipping, our production, our energy has all been sold out and moved to China. So there's nothing for them there. They can't go through a trade school. Those have become largely a thing of the past. So no one has any skills. Do you realize that we need these skill teaching institutions all over again? What do we do with two to three lost generations? As Yuri Bezmenov was talking about, you've got two to three generations that are completely demoralized. There's nothing you can do with them. Even if we start right now, which I believe we're going to have to, even if we start right now, it's going to take a minimum of one to two generations to start to turn this tide around. So we have a base population of people that don't care. I'm speaking of the United States. We have two to three generations stacked on top of that that have no skills that are applicable in the real world. Do you remember the story I told earlier in the week when I said that you had a group of academics that came out of St. Louis and they went into the back country, into the Ozarks, and they started telling people how they were going to have to be taxed and regulated on well water that they owned on their land and they needed a police escort to get out of town. That's who these people Mm -hmm. are. Unemployable. What do we have to offer in a new system to that group of people? I mean, there's going to have to be rebuilding, right? I'm not talking about this build back better garbage. You notice they quit saying that. Now they're just out saying we need to re-revolutionize the world or whatever it is, Klaus and his whatever he's saying up there. I don't know. But I don't see, I don't see the people that are in these, uh, you know, these products of these institutions. I don't see them in this uh, fourth industrial revolution that Schwab is talking about. Do you? I don't. They're firing those people. If you're going to build something, then you've got to have people with actual skills, applicable skills. I can tell you this, at least knowing history as I do, and I consider myself to be a novice, quite frankly, but I can tell you this, all of those degrees that you went and you got, and I'm talking about even the people all the way up to the executive VPs of major corporations. Oh yeah, I'll include them in it too. All those degrees you went and got are not going to help you in the days to come. They're not going to help you. And the reason I say that is because what you can do in the future is what is going to matter. That is going to matter to people. What you can do. I remember talking to a teacher, a retired teacher at that, that taught back in the 50s, in the 60s. And this teacher used to hire people, you know, used to bring people into the school and and things, you know, administrators and, and things like that. And they would all boast about, oh, they went to this university, they got this degree, they went and they did this. And and that person, that that person, that teacher that would ultimately be the one hiring these people would say this, okay, fine. I hear all of these uh, wonderful uh, degrees and these these wonderful accomplishments that you have in the educational field. But let me ask you a very important question that's going to decide whether or not I give you this job. And they say, what's that? And he would say, what can you do? I don't care what your piece of paper says. What can you do? The answer is very simple. From my own experience, at least, I can't speak for anybody else, but I can speak on my own experience, on my own behalf. The people that I have met rather that be in the the legal world, the government world, the corporate world, whatever. The people that have the highest academic credentials don't know how to do anything. That's my own personal assessment. I'm not saying that that's the case about everybody. Of course not, because I've met some extremely bright and brilliant people. I've met a person who is one of five people on this planet that can do what they do. Now, think about that for just a second. In order for you to be that kind of a person, you have got to be very good at what you do. To say that this person is unintelligent and can't do anything is incorrect. So I can't apply this label to everybody. Of course not. But a majority of people that I've run across in positions, be it in corporate, in government, or whatever, they don't belong in those positions. They are simply not qualified to be there. So where does that put us? Our system's lopsided, it's broken, it's in desperate need of repair, and hell, we're in dire straits at that. So your guess is as good as mine. I don't know. I'm just one person with one opinion, and that's the best that I can say on it. Bruce, you've been you've been awful quiet. I was expecting you to, to jump in there and, and smack me down and get me off my soapbox, but... Mm. What do you agree with? What do you disagree with? Any, but please. So
1: I would throw. Uh, I actually had a thought while you were talking about they're they're firing a lot of the people that you, know, you you were saying that they would use for the fourth industrial revolution. I disagree. I think the people they're firing are the useful idiots. I don't think they're. I don't think they're a part of the fourth industrial revolution at all. They're just going to be one of the drones during okay. that time. You'll. The, the, they're one of the slaves, uh, if you will. Uh, I, I think the. The ones that they're trying to head up the fourth industrial revolution. I don't know that we know who they are. I don't know that we see them. there will be uh, actual coders uh, that are good at their work. For example, you look at some of the organizations out there that are uh, play, uh, people like Amazon, Google, Facebook. Um, I know they're all firing people, but there's departments that aren't. One of those is artificial intelligence that i think is where i think that's where the key lies it's not necessarily where uh, the, the people they're firing where are they not firing what what is the what what are the departments that are still going strong and they're still dumping money into that's the ones that they're trying to utilize for this fourth industrial revolution in my opinion um i i think that's where i i think that's where the key is so artificial intelligence robotics those kind of things once you get those in place. You don't need you don't have to worry about a population that wants to unionize or strike for, you know, better pay or or better conditions. Than of that you, They don't care. The robots they do as they're programmed AI will keep the rabble rousers in check because you won't be able to exist in society if you don't follow the rules. And the AI will be able to process all the information, all the data that we uh, freely and willfully present to them. And, and they'll know what we're thinking uh, literally. Not just figurative sense. Yeah. So I I, I don't think, I don't think on the surface anyway, these uh, employees that are being fired, they're, they're, for lack of a better phrase, nobodies when it comes to, um, the the Great Reset or the Fourth Industrial Revolution?
0: No, I can see that. No, I, I no, I really can't see that when you put it in that context. And Okay, maybe we're just looking at uh, what we dealt with 20 years ago, but in another uh, another context, you just literally you changed out the the actors. What happened 20 years ago? You had the dot com bubble, right? It burst, right? So everything changed. The internet went through a went through a change. It changed this, almost its entire infrastructure as to how we view the internet. And then now we're seeing the tech bubble, right? It's it's being popped, right? Amazon, that's a
1: tech company too. You can kind of loop that in there. How much of this is staged? That's it, it. Playing off of what you're saying. That's it. How much of this is staged? FTX. How much of this is planned?
0: Yeah, FTX. Look at that. I think the whole crypto thing, and I mean, we could go on for probably another hour about that. I think the whole crypto thing, I think all of that is staged. And the reason I think all of that is staged is because they need to collapse that and say, oh, well, because we didn't have regulation that's why it collapsed. Because it didn't, uh, it didn't have oversight, that's why it didn't work. And then they'll offer you their solution. I think they're the ones that created it in the first place. Look at FTX. Look at who promoted FTX. Klaus Schwab. Everybody at the World Economic Forum promoted FTX. All the social media influencers were promoting, promoting FTX. The ESGs, right? The environmental, social, and governance ESG scores, right? The ESG metrics that, that Schwab is so dearly fond of right? How they can apply those to, to governments and to corporations, and, and it's going to help everything in this, this uh, in fourth industrial revolution transition, blah, 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 into this whatever he's talking about, okay? I- I'm sick of this guy already. That had a higher ESG score than General Motors. What does that tell you? That was like the, the pinnacle of companies, according to the World Economic Forum. And look at it now. They don't even think it exists anymore. You ask them about it? No, sorry, what, what's that? If this is any indication right? And, and I'll, I'll just, I'll end with this because we're at time. I actually didn't want to go on this long, but I'll end with this. When we first started to learn about what they wanted to do down in Davos, how they were going to transition to stakeholder capitalism, which is the merger of state and corporate private interests, which is fascism, by the way, at least by the textbook definition sense of it. When we learned that that's what they wanted to do, and we started to read their own white papers saying that they, as in the companies that were the ESG companies, the World Economic Forum companies, they were going to pick winners and losers. Did they pick FTX? I think so. Was that a winner or a loser? For those of you who'd like to send us some feedback, please do so anytime by sending us an email at dynamicpodcast.protonmail.com. Also, do you like the podcast you're listening to? We do love having you as a listener, and we would ask you to pass this along to five friends. You know someone you're trying to wake up and get them to think on their own? We would appreciate it very much if you would send them our direction. Thank you for being here today, Bruce. Thank you to all of the listeners. Everyone have a great evening.